in this week's episode of ND Vision. Chippendale ended up coming out before Thor did. So that was my first time seeing my work, mm-hmm. which was which was awesome. It was like, emo- I don't know if I, I didn't really get, emo- I got really excited. You're not really an emotional guy. Though. Yeah, not really. I got, <laughs> I was sad. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like for me, it, I, I'm really partial to creature animation. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy bringing out the performance and the likeness of a creature. You like monsters. Monsters. <laughs> I like, you know, giant gorillas punching lizards in the face. <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of thing. That's, that's what I really like. Hello and welcome to this episode of ND Vision. I'm joined here by Mike Hanchett, who is an animator extraordinaire and one of my closest friends. Um, even though he's moved away recently. Mike, how you doing, man? Doing pretty okay. <laughs> pretty okay? <laughs> pretty okay. Uh, you're, ho- you're only home for... Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Um, so where do you live? I uh, currently live in Atlanta. Technically Dunwoody, Georgia, but it's considered to be part of Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. And what do you do? I mean, I said you were anime extraordinaire, yeah. but that could be a lot of things. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, a lot. Of, I think a lot of times people use the term animator as like a catch-all for people who work on visual effects. Yep. Um, an animator is an animator. Fruit fly. <laughs> oh, the fruit flies are still here. Take a <laughs> shot every time you see a fruit fly. <laughs> um, it's an ongoing, uh, ongoing game. Yeah. <laughs> um, an animator is actually somebody who just focuses on movement and the performance of characters mm-hmm. in either a movie, TV show, video game, really anything. And that's, that's what my job is. So I'll do stuff like clean up motion capture, I'll do a lot of hand key animation. Um, right now, I'm kind of working and kind of training to do like gameplay animations mm-hmm. for, to get into games, that kind of thing. So that's that's basically what my job is in a nutshell. Just focus on the performance of characters. And I imagine people rope in graphic design with animation and everything like that too, yep. right? Yep. If it's an animator, it's like, oh, so you must be good at graphic design and video editing and coding and you can do, <laughs> you can make you know, Avengers five all by yourself. Like <laughs> I've seen, I've seen your edit editing, just yeah. linear video editing. Yeah. My animation skills are way better. You're definitely a better <laughs> animator. Yeah. It's fun watching you with the camera too. Yeah. Um, no, you are very talented though. And how did you, so, I mean, you're from Bolivar, New York. Mm-hmm. You're from Allegheny County, which is a tiny little mm-hmm. county in New York. And now you're working on Hollywood, legitimate Marvel Hollywood films. How did you get there? From where you're at now um yeah it was a long long process it's a hard hard process it's not an easy industry to get into mm-hmm. uh, it's incredibly competitive there could be like a thousand two thousand applicants just for one job so getting into that it, it can feel real like impossible at first and it did right for a long time uh i thought i was just chasing a, a pipe dream and it, it was just it wasn't it was never gonna work out um but Kind of going back to the beginning, I knew that I wanted to be an animator, you know, since like middle school. Yeah, that's when I, I mean, I tell the story all the time. I knew I wanted to be in film since like eighth grade when yeah. Jackass came out. My buddies <laughs> stealing cameras from Sia. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, at the time, I didn't know that an animator was an actual thing. I just knew that somebody at Pixar got paid to make the fish move underwater and talk. Yeah. You know, somebody didn't film those fish talking. It was. <laughs> what movie was it? Or what show was it that? Uh, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was the one that I watched, and it I it dawned on me that yeah, somebody made this. Like this is an art form that somebody made, and I want to be a part of it. 
Mm-hmm. But I, beyond that, I didn't know what an animator was. I knew I probably had to learn to draw really well, stuff like that. But then once I got into high school, I uh, took Mr. Petnati's class at BOCES. Mr. P. Mr. P. Yep. yep. Um, still in contact with him today. He's an amazing instructor. He's just an amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I took his class in. When I went to his class, we didn't do any animation stuff, but yeah. he really encouraged me to study it on my own time. So he allowed me to download Blender, which is a free 3D program. Um, a lot of people are using it now. It's not really used in the industry, at least yet, but I'll get into the, I can get into that later. Yeah. Um, but that's where I started out. It was just doing like 3D models, easy like cups and stuff in yeah. his class. And um, I think the first actual legitimate 3D thing I did was like the Windows 7 um, background screen of like the field. <laughs> so I remember when <laughs> we switched from Windows XP to Windows 7, people were losing their minds. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it was that, it was that picture. That's what I was I was trying to to do. Yeah, and it looked terrible, but you know I, I finished it. So mm-hmm. that was that was the the big thing. So that's where I started, and then I went to Alfred State. Um, in their digital media and animation program. Yeah. Did that for four years, got my bachelor's. And then at the end of the four years, I realized I wasn't good enough. Just mm-hmm. straight up realized, like, look, I want to work in the movies. My work is, isn't good enough to get there yet. So then I started doing Animation Mentor, which is this online school that's just focused on doing character animation. It's yeah. just focused on doing the performance. I didn't have to worry about you know, there's a whole whole bunch of stuff in 3D that's not animation, that's a part of it. So, like, you got 3D modeling, texturing, rendering, lighting, rigging, compositing, and there's more on top of that. <laughs> yeah. All of that kind of comes together to get the final images you see on screen. Yep. And then my specific role is just the animation. So, um, Animation Mentor was just focused on just the animation aspect. Did that for two years while doing stuff for you. Do you think, just, I'm going to pause you for a second. Do you think if you wanted to do animation, because I tell people all the time that when I get into film and video, I'm like, you, just, you shouldn't, you definitely need a base knowledge. Mm-hmm. So like a trade school, which essentially an animation mentor is. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to go to college and get a bachelor's degree. No. Um it definitely helps to have at least like an associates as far as getting jobs. But I compare media a lot to a lot like cooking, right? You have to actually do it Mm -hmm. to learn it. And, and having just someone tell you what to do, isn't going to cut it because you went to a four year school and got your bachelor's degree and you still felt like I wasn't good. You weren't good enough. And it's not putting Alfred down. It's just, you know, they're teaching you, you have to do the math, the science, all that other stuff before you even can start creating anything, right? You have mm-hmm. to take two years of just basic education. Yeah, so they do this. So it's, this isn't just a with, with Alfred. It's with a right. lot of different schools yeah. where they teach they teach you a lot about, wait, a little about a lot. Yeah. So they, they'll teach you about modeling and texturing and rendering and animation and then coding and then make your own websites and then video production. And then it's just a lot of stuff. And all of that, you know, is it, it's really, it's its own, own art form. Right. And to get good at an art form, you really just have to focus at it and get good. So that, that was kind of the, what I ran into with Alfred was my problem was 
my attention was focused on so many different stuff. Yep. I didn't have the time to get really good at one thing, which is what I needed to do to get into the industry. He, that's, I mean, I think that's what's, uh, Stefan, um, my editor, mm. said the same thing. Like, Stefan is a very, very good editor, mm. but he went to school for animation, mm-hmm. and his path is kind of cross. I mean, he still wants to do animation, but I think, just by the sounds of it, BOCES was beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. You could have skipped over Alfred and just went into straight animation mentor. Do you think your job process would have been faster if you did that? It, yeah, de- definitely. If I, if I went from uh, bo- the BOCES doing BOCES, graduating high yep. school, went right into animation, it would have been faster, but I probably would have had the same struggles because mm-hmm. on top of Alfred kind of focusing on a lot of stuff, uh, part of it was on me too. Okay. Because I didn't apply myself as well as I could have. Yeah. Right. I didn't focus as much as I could have on the things I wanted to. That would have been me. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been partying all the time. (laughs) So I, a part of it, yeah, I probably could have gotten in faster, Mm -hmm. but even if I went through animation mentor out of high school, I still, my work ethic wasn't where it needed to be to really succeed in the program. Um, so, and that just kind of took time to, for me to realize that and be like, oh man, I need to really hunker down and, and, focus if I want to pull this dream off. And yeah, I did. So I think, yeah. Cause I, I think, um, I think working construction for like two summers with my stepdad really helped me like get a work ethic yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, I think that's, what's helped me in my career is like, okay, I need to get this done or it's not going to done. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, I'm a procrastinator <laughs> and I have ADHD pretty gnarly, but, yeah. but it showed me like, you know, you need to do the hard work and, um, your path kind of went like this. Uh, but I remember being at like Andrew's house and we watched the conjuring and you and Adam had just gotten done with school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, show me your, uh, show me your, what you, what your, your reels and show me yours. And it was funny because yours was like here and other people's that were in your class was like here. Yeah. So you still, I think got something because you were above from what I saw from other kids in your class. Cause there was a few of you that I knew that went, that was in your mm-hmm. class. So yeah, um, it really just kind of came down to the student, I guess, on how much you know they they applied themselves and right. how much they they got out of the instruction as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I got I got um, some stuff out of Alfred. There was definitely some nuggets I learned. It was a good baseline for me to build off of. Yeah, and then really kind of hone in my skills from there. Um, yeah. And then I started. Uh, you you were pushing into. I started I, after I saw your your reel. Um, I was like, hey. I might have this little job for you if you want it. Uh, ESI, just doing a little project. ESI, ESI yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. ESI, yeah, that was that was a fun That was something. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it led to more projects. It did, yeah. With, yeah. yeah. So you could at least start. I think the most important thing in any industry that you're in is to build your resume. And I tell kids this all the time. Like when I get interns now, um, I'm like, you're very lucky if you can just get directly out of school land the job you want and move forward like it's work mm-hmm. and i don't think a lot of people nowadays these younger kids understand that because they're you know they're seeing tiktok and they're seeing people just blow up on tiktok instantaneously yeah. but they don't realize that there's millions and millions and millions of other tiktokers that are trying to do the same thing exactly yeah. out of, you know out of the two percent that make it you have 98 percent of the people that are still struggling to mm-hmm. get there exactly and the people that stay with it We'll get there eventually. Like it took how many years? Ten years? Do you think? Uh, not quite ten. I think it took from the time I graduated Alfred to when I started in visual effects. I think it was seven years. Yeah. Yeah. For me to get for me to get there. 
And I think for me it was, I mean, I was, I got, I got kind of lucky. I went to, I went to Sheffield, which is his trade school. Mm-hmm. So basically for your animation mentor, I was six months in school and that you make connections too. connection and networking yeah. are massively important. Um, but yeah, so I had you on ESI and then I just loved watching your career explode now. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you got that one foot in the door and yeah. that's what it took for you to. Yeah, I got, so actually, um, after I went through animation mentor, I kind of took a break from animating a little bit to focus on team USA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Martial arts. And, um, AKT. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> AKT. Got the tattoos too. Oh man. Oh, you can't see them on camera. Kind of. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I didn't stop animating, but my focus shifted from animating, like grinding, like every day to just kind of doing it on the side while I trained a lot to compete in Australia in 2017. And that was a whole year off pretty, pretty much a whole year off of animating. I remember that. doing that. Yeah. You like weren't eating and everything, man. Yeah. Keep your weight limit. <laughs> yeah. I had to lose, had to lose weight, uh, to fight, which was it was an experience to do that. Yeah. I was uh, uh, definitely hungry for an entire year. And when I got to Australia, um, I was just talking about this with Mass Broughton the other, yeah, the other day I was, I was with him um, on how I overshot my weight loss. And by the time I got to fighting, yeah. I was so drained and so out of it, I could barely do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, during one of the fights, I pulled off like this, it was like a jumping, spinning back kick, and I immediately took the guy down, and the crowd went crazy. I don't remember the crowd going crazy because I was barely functioning at the time. Yeah, but apparently they did, and everyone loved <laughs> it. So, <laughs> yeah, so that that was a uh, that was fun to experience. That I, I'd do it again for sure. Not lose weight, go to Australia and fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be Australia though, right? You'd fight for Team USA. So you were on Team USA for for sports, what form of martial arts? Sports jujitsu. Sports jujitsu. And what's the difference between like sports jujitsu and, and karate? Uh, so sports jujitsu isn't really a system; it's just a rule set. Okay. Um, the what we competed in, if you were when you were watching it, you get four judges on the set on the corners of the ring, mm-hmm. and then you get one point for a punch to the head, one point for a punch to the body, two points for a kick to the head, and then various points for throws and takedowns and stuff. And you basically just duke it out with another person. You got the four judges judges clicking their clickers. At the end of the round, they'll raise their flags for whoever is in the lead. And then you do it again for a second round. And if the same person wins, they win the match. Man, that sounds that sounds I was just the 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 last episode. Um, by the time this comes out, the last episode, I was just talking to uh, Heidi and she's a dance instructor. And I, I was like, how do people judge dance? <laughs> like, you know, cause like it's, it's all, it's all interpretive a lot of the time. So they're just like, oh, I like that. You know what I mean? And they judge based on, I mean, I'm sure that there's moves and stuff, but I still didn't quite understand it. But this sounds actually like you can judge it. Like you kick someone in the face. That's a point mm-hmm. or whatever. So that, that yeah, there's more, a, little bit, a little bit more structure to that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. It sounds like you can actually judge it rather than the judges are just like, oh, I like this person's yeah. form. You, know? <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. um, you took a year off. You did martial arts, Team USA. You guys did really good, right? Yeah, we won gold. Yeah. Yep. America. America. <laughs> um, what made you get back into animation? Was that just the next step? Because you could have kept going on for martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah, I could have kept going. I'm, I still teach. 
um, kind of, I, uh, Desmond White runs yeah. AKT now. So, uh, since I've been back, I've been helping him teach classes and stuff and they're in Olean and Wellsville, right? Yep. Yep. Olean and Wellsville. Um, but yeah, I could have went into it full time, but I just really wanted to work in movies. Like, yep. that was like the thing that I was like, I need to do this before I die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no, I had my career paths for these. I had no interest in working in movies. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I'm a camera guy, you know, I just yeah, wanted I know, to record yeah. and, and film and, um, I'm good at editing. I'm, 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 you know, I'm really decent at editing, but I think it takes a special kind of person to be an editor slash animator because you're sitting behind your computer you know up to 12 hours a day mm-hmm. and not moving yep and i can't do that let me tell you we're a part- very particular breed of humans you are so. you're vampires <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. need to move i need to be around people i need to talk you yeah. it's so funny because you you like you can sit in front of your computer all day not talk to anybody yep. and it'll feel like Two minutes. If I sit in my computer for two minutes and not talk to anybody, it feels like a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's that's animators for you. Yeah. <laughs> we're there's a saying that animators are really shy actors. Yeah, because we are because we're coming up with the performance of what you see, but you see it through the lens of the character. You don't see us doing it. Yeah. Um, so with animation, we have to film reference ourselves. So there's I have an entire like hard drive full of me acting <laughs> that nobody is ever gonna see. Uh, oh when you pass away i'm gonna find <laughs> years and years down the road yeah um, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm probably gonna die before you that performance <laughs> you're a little bit healthier than i am yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but that performance comes out in in the in the character yeah so that's that's what i like to see and when i'm animating and i see the final product i'm just like oh, yes this is this is a, a great feeling to to see the final final thing on screen yeah, I mean, for I remember watching the behind the scenes of, of Lion King, and this was when it was still 2D animation, but they'd bring in lions mm-hmm. and watch them move to see their yeah. movements. Essentially, you're doing the same thing, just recording yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done I've done stuff like I've recorded myself acting like a gorilla fighting another gorilla. Really? Yep. Uh, me and Desmond did that. Um, I've done... You've had me do a couple for you. Yep, I yep. think you've done a couple for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Chippendale, I filmed a bunch of reference for that too. Yeah. Yeah. So what you mentioned, what movies have you worked on that you can talk about? I know some stuff you can't talk about. Yeah. Um, the ones that I can are Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Dungeons and Dragons, and the rest are not out yet. Ah. <laughs> There's like, I think four more that are not out yet. Can we play your reel? Yeah. Let's play your reel real quick. Sure, sure. Before I play this, just let me know how hard it is to produce this podcast by myself. I wish I had like a like an engineer Someone behind the scenes that could do it. Yeah. Thing, right? <laughs> I'll get there one day.
I remember you working on this. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite character I've done so far. The the ugly, ugly Sonic. Sonic yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was another one. What's this one? Uh, so the other one. So that reel we just watched is my character animation reel. Uh, and there's no shots I did from Thor on it. And the reason being is because what I did on Thor is something called post-vis animation, okay. which is similar to character animation. I'm basically doing the same thing, yeah. except the animations are, aren't finaled. It's just like a really quick rough pass to show the directors so they can make quick changes and iterate on the movie in a fast way. Right. Um, so that's why I do Proxies, kind of. Yeah, you can kind of think of it as... I was making the blueprints yep. to send to the VFX artists later down in the pipeline. Okay. So that's what I did on Thor. And I don't have any of those shots like edited together, but this sequence that you're about to show is the one that I worked on. Okay. Yeah. And this is this is Thor Love and Thunder, right? Love and Thunder, yeah. And I'll I'll point out like the specific stuff that I did. Well, Kind of. This is like the final versions, but I did like the... You can think of the layout of the shadows. I kind of did on this one. Okay. Um, then same thing with this, which you can't really see on this one. So the shadows of the chairs and stuff? Yep. Um, those shadow dudes, I kind of did the layout for. I did a bunch of shots in this fight scene too. And then I did that one. You did a lot. Mm -hmm. Yep. I did. I only worked on this movie for two months and I, I worked on like almost 100 shots. How much did something like this take? You said two months? I, yeah, I worked on it for two months. Yeah. And was it just you or was it a team like working oh, on it? It was a team. We had like 50 people. Jesus. Yeah. And that was just the previs team. Um, that's not including all of the VFX artists who finaled all of this stuff. So when I say I worked on it, what you're seeing on screen isn't really my work because you I did the blueprint. I did the blueprint. Stencils. Yeah. Um, I did the thing that they, they kind of follow, be like, okay, we want it to, to look like this and they make it look pretty. Yeah. How work. A, a, a movie like Frozen, mm -hmm. how long does that take to make from beginning to um, like? End? It really varies uh, because you could say the beginning was when the writer had the idea and then they yeah. kind of went from there. But So when they start like the actual production, production, um, my probably anywhere from like three to five years. Jesus. I do want to go back to Chip and Dale because Chip and Dale was interesting um, because it had 2D style characters mixed in with the 3D characters. Mm -hmm. What is that called? You said it was called something, I thought. Um, did they actually 2D animate, you know, pencil draw, hand draw some of the characters or was it all computer? So it was a mix. Okay. Um, so the shots that I did that were shown on screen, uh, 
Chip is all, he's actually 3D animated. He's right. made to look like he's 2D, but we animated him 3D. Okay. All of the background characters that you see that are 2D, if, um, if anybody sees the movie, any of the 2D background characters were hand animated. Okay. And we had a whole 2D team doing that, and they were rock stars. They were awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chip and Dill was fun. It, it was a lot of work. <laughs> we, there's a, we did quite a bit of overtime on it, but it was a fun movie to be a part of. Now, have you been invited to any of the premieres? On Thor. You yeah. did? You were invited to Thor? Yeah. Did you go? No. Why? Uh, it was a conflict with the work I was doing at the time. Ah, you could have yeah. met Chris Hemsworth. I don't think it was a it was a cast and crew screening that I was invited to. Which so do they do two? Do they standardly do two, two different screenings? I'm not sure. Oh. I, I just I know that I got the invite to go to the one for Thor: Love and Thunder, which is super cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I ended up not. It was in California, and at the time I was working remotely from here. Um, I. Th- think on black panther at the time oh yeah that's when you were in the i think we you were in uh Olean, mm-hmm. from home yep because I, I remember now you're talking about it and i was like take me with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like i'll buy it i'll buy the ticket let's go <laughs> i wish i could have gone uh, i know a lot of my team i saw there who worked on thor they were there and um the, my supervisor reached out to me and was like hey congrats on the on the movie and um, getting your name on there, and I was like, "Hey, congrats too!" Yeah. So your name is actually in the credits of Thor. Mm-hmm. I need to watch that movie yeah. tonight. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Okay, I cool. promise I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. It's and my name's in a, in a list. I'll freeze it, and I'll take a photo, and I'll highlight your name. Yeah, it's in a list of like hundreds of other artists, <laughs> <laughs> thousands. There's a lot of people work on these things. So who? So they have the key animator. Mm-hmm. Is the key animator in charge of? all the production companies because it's multiple production companies too, animation companies that work on films sometimes as well right mm-hmm. yeah most of the time yeah it's mul- it's usually multiple studios working on it i think on they Ch- have to right? yeah i think on chippendale mpc was the only one who worked on it but I'm, i might be wrong on that I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like 90 percent sure we were the only ones doing it um but most of the time like on marvel movies you got four or five different studios working on them at, at once that's wild yeah People don't understand that. I don't think they no. just think, "Oh, Disney did this." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. They, they they think that, like, "Oh, Disney made made the movie," and it's like, "Well, they funded the movie." Yeah, but the people making it work for all of these different studios. I think the most interesting thing is is you have all these different animation studios or just video studios working on projects, and it all comes together on a good movie cohesively. Like mm-hmm. you would never. You would think that it's just one studio, the same person, the same mm-hmm. people working on it, mm-hmm. um, but it's multiple. Yeah, and that that comes down to a lot of planning. Yeah, a lot of coordination, um, and a a lot of uh, mo- what hmm, best way to explain it. Basically, like you have the client, which would be like Disney yep. or whoever, and then they have you know their own VFX supervisor, CG supervisor, who's underneath the director. And basically all the work from all these studios kind of funnel through him and they make the final decisions. So if I'd hate to be that person. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I would hate to be that person. Yeah, especially on like a, a big, like, you know, Black Panther two. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of coordination on that one. We were watching the behind the scenes of Frozen Two and like the lady that was in charge of all of Disney's animations had to keep track of everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's 
more responsibility than the president. I feel like, man, <laughs> yeah. just keep track of all these projects and making sure everything is flowing cohesively and having their hand in everything. Yeah. Um, she is, she, I would not want her job yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, for <laughs> animated movies like Frozen, they have a, uh, I know that they, they'll have, sometimes they'll have a character artist who's just in charge of making sure that character moves like that character. They yeah. act like that character. And that's just their job. It's just yeah. the one one character and in one scene too throughout the whole movie really yeah like they're i don't know their specific like title mm -hmm. but i do know that they have animators who their job is to oversee how elsa acts and moves and to make sure that the rest of the team is adhering to those standards mm -hmm. and they have a character sheet that has like a thing where all they'll have their facial expressions on it their hand poses specific poses that only Elsa would do as opposed to Elsa's sister. I can't remember. Anna. Anna. Thank yeah, you. That's fine. Um, We've watched it many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they'll, they'll have it all mapped out on, you know, what the animators can and can't do. Yeah. And then they'll generally have the, the timing that they want them to hit for specific acting beats too. Okay. So the animators just have to go in and make sure they, they hit that stuff. And they started, I think it, I, I could be very wrong, but I think it got popular um, with Aladdin, with Robin Williams, do they anim like do so? Chip and Dale, did you animate Chip and Dale to um, Andy Samberg, mm -hmm. like their movements and everything, their mannerisms and all that? Um, so we used on Chip and Dale, we used Andy Samberg's and uh, what's his name? The other guy. The other guy. <laughs> um, we used their voice performance to come up with the performance of the characters. Uh, Filming, filming reference, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And sometimes we would use, because a client sent... Now, did, did they have a... Sorry to interrupt. Did they have a camera, like, in the vocal booth when they were mm -hmm. recording? Because they record the the script before the animation starts, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Or else we wouldn't have anything to animate to. Right. It would be really hard <laughs> the other way. But, uh, yeah, so they sent us that. And sometimes we would look at that and be like, okay, he's kind of hitting this beat on this, you know, emphasis. He the way he worded it. Um, so we would take that into consideration, but most of the performances on Chippendale came from the animators just filming reference. John Mulaney. John Mulaney, yep. yeah. Uh, just filming the reference and then the animation director approving the reference and um, then we would, what, what's called, it's called blocking. Yep. So it's basically, we take the reference, put it in Maya, which is the program that we use, mm -hmm. and then we find the key poses for the performance slap those key poses onto the character and then show it to the animation director. He'll probably have notes yep. kind of do a back and forth. And then we send that version to the director. So the director can look at it and be like, okay, yes, this, this shot is on the way to where I want it to go or be like, no, we got to redo it. Yep. Either one. They do. I mean, they do the same thing with, with live action filming. They believe the camera crew will block the shots. They'll have mm -hmm. just stand-ins for the actors and they'll be like, okay, so that way the director and the, or the director of photography, the DP can kind of see where the camera movements are going to be as far as the actors. And yeah. then they bring yeah. the actors in. Same, so. same thing, <laughs> except it takes way longer. Yeah, right. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. But same concept. Yeah. What's been your favorite project so far that you can talk about that you've worked on? That I can talk about. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Thor. Or Black Panther. So The new Black Panther kind of got like, same thing with Thor. They both kind of got. Yeah, not. I I liked them though. Not just because I worked on them. I just liked them 
especially Black Panther, just because it was so different. I haven't seen either of them. Really? So uh, I, I got. Sad. I've, I've, we've talked about this in the podcast before. I've just gotten so bored of of superhero movies. I I, that, I'm yeah. like, I know a lot of people burnt out. <laughs> I I I kind of feel that burn. I was always a massive superhero fan. I still am. DC or Marvel? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, if it has superheroes in it, I will love it. I don't care how bad it is. I think we started talking. I think like the reason we started talking is because I found out that you like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because because I knew you did martial arts. So I was like, you like uh, you like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like yeah. Loved it growing up. That was a thing growing up. Was DBC. It's still a thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. You haven't seen Super. I saw like a few episodes here or there, but I yeah. haven't followed it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I hear Jiren is like a beast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Super beast. He gives Goku a run for his money. He does. Everybody always gives Goku a run for the money, but he like... Always wins. This one, well, he. I don't think he actually... He didn't win this time. Was it a tie? Huh? I'm not going to give it away, but I will say that Goku actually didn't win. And it's not like... It doesn't really have to do too much with the plot, so... Mm. You, You'll watch. just watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get time. Um, when you get time. <laughs> so, for people who might want to get into animation, just circling back around here, what uh, what's it like working in the industry? Like, as far as the ebb and the flow of, of projects and mm-hmm. stuff, it's uh, it can be challenging. Okay, for sure, definitely. Uh, fruit fly. Yeah, fruit, shot. fruit fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely have that in your head that. If you're choosing to be in the animation industry, VFX industry, it's not easy. There's a lot, lot of cogs turning at once, a lot of turnover, a lot of shots um, going back to the director, coming back to you, revising, 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 revising. Or just getting trashed. Or just getting trashed, yeah. Whole sequences can get turned over or changed even after they've already been done. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens a lot. Um, so it's kind of challenging, and there's a lot of you know overtime because you got to hit deadlines and... Um, you got to make sure that the work is looking good because you want to do your best that you can. Um, so uh, just keep that in mind. It is very challenging, but it's also incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't think there's a better feeling than to see your work finished on a big screen or small screen that you know that millions of people are watching and liking. No feeling beats that in the world, I think. How emotional did you get when you saw... Your first, what was your first like major project? Uh, the first one I saw was Chippendale, but I worked on Thor before Chippendale. Okay. So just be just kind of the way things, things are released. Released. Yeah. Um, my first project I worked on was Thor, but after my contract was up with the third floor, which is where I, I worked on that. Montreal, right? Nope, that was uh, um, remote. Okay. Yeah. And then I moved to Montreal to work for MPC, and that's where I worked at Chippendale. And then Chippendale ended up coming out before Thor did. So that was my first time seeing my work, mm-hmm. which was which was awesome. It was like, emo- I don't know if I, I didn't really get, emo- I got really excited. You're not really an emotional guy. Though. Yeah, not really. I got, <laughs> I'm a sap. You're just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, got, I got really excited. Although I do think I, I did cry when, the recruiter from the third floor reached out to me. All right, so so I'm going to back up a second. Sure. So the the my break into the industry was after. Actually, you didn't mention this. Was after I um, returned from Australia. I yeah. did a. It was kind of like a private mentorship with an animator 
who's worked at worked on some of the big studios that I've now worked at. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one who kind of helped me take my work to the next level. And the demo reel that I kind of did after that mentorship is the one who get that pretty much got me every job I've gotten since. Um, so basically what ended up happening was I finished that reel, put it up on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And a long time ago, I applied at the third floor. It was like way before I was ready. Yep. So I was already in their system. But this was like, you know, 20, 2021 is when I got in the industry. I think I applied to the third floor in like 2019 or something. Okay. Like a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, I am put my reel on LinkedIn and then out of nowhere, just one of the recruiters reached out and he was like, hey, saw your work on, on LinkedIn. Um, do you want to help us finish a Marvel movie? <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. no I, I don't need that in my yeah life. That's, that's pretty much how it went and i'm like um yeah i want to help right <laughs> i'm not gonna say no and he's like all right great i'm gonna send your stuff to the supervisor and if he likes it i'll get back to you he got back to me in like two hours wow. he's like all right you're you're all set um do you do you want to have this gig and i'm like um yeah hold on when do i start and this was on a wednesday he's like you start on monday and I'm like, okay, uh, I need to call my current work because I was teaching at AKT at the time. Yep. And I need to be like, let me see if I can actually do this. So I called um, Desmond. He was a manager and told Desmond, I was like, hey, I got this studio wanting me to work on a Marvel movie. They need me to start Monday. Can I do it? And without even thinking, Desmond was like, yes, like we'll figure it out. Yeah. So that, that was really great of doesn't and master brown because he was the owner at the time too mm-hmm. um for them to just n- not even no question um not even hesitation of being like yeah why, why are you asking us just like the, do it <laughs> that was the same thing with uh when i got that geico commercial that was my first big project i was a pa mm-hmm. in a geico commercial and, and when i asked my stepdad i was like i was working construction shearstone laying brick and i was like hey I have to go down to Maryland. Can I do this? He's like, why are you still here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that was pretty much what Desmond and Mass Brown said. Right. And um, I was like, all right, cool. So then I went back to the recruiter and told him like, yeah, I'm in. He, I signed the papers and I started Monday. And like when I sent the papers in and he gave me the final check on it, that's when I, I did cry at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really funny because Marvel was a huge inspiration to why I wanted to get into the industry. And they were the first thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> let me see how you've made it oh you're doing exactly what you wanted to do when you were a child (laughs) what's like uh i mean i'm sure it's marvel or or you know dc now but what's like the holy grail of animation um i think it's pretty i think it's the it's really up to the person yeah like for me I, I'm really partial to creature animation mm-hmm. and I really enjoy bringing out the performance and the likeness of a creature. You like monsters. Monsters. <laughs> I like, you know, giant gorillas punching lizards in the face. <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of thing. That's, that's what I really like. Um, I know there's other animators who really like the the Pixar aspect where it's really focused on the performance of yeah. the, the characters. Um, other people really like stop motion um, or you know, motion capture, kind of that kind of thing. 
but I'm, I'm partial to the creature animation aspect. How badass would it have been to be able to work on like Pacific Rim and like animate a kaiju that or is, the freaking robots? It could be a possibility. So, oh, that could yeah. be Pacific Rim. Wait, blink twice. Is that a project coming down the line? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Darn it. I have no idea. One um, thing, one thing that I really want to know if you work on is Avatar, the Netflix live action. Oh, that that looks good. Like the last Airbender one. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't have I don't have a thing for you. <laughs> no, nothing. You didn't work on it. I can't say. Ah! <laughs> I need an exclusive for this podcast, Mike. I'm just kidding. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't want you to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say there's a there's I think there's three or four projects I've worked on that come out in the future at some point in time. One of them is insanely exciting. It's probably like my dream project for sure. And you've done it. Yeah. And you can't talk about it. Can't talk. I can't, I'm not, can't say anything. Can you say if a trailer is dropped yet? No. Can you say when it's coming out? No. Can you say who the actors are? No. Okay. <laughs> I can say there's characters, they do stuff, there's things happening. Can you say if it's live action? No. Okay. But do not. they do they have a chip on you? Like do they are they like they like oh man, we need to they like implanted a microchip inside you to to listen to when you're Man, that'd you're be pretty it? intense. <laughs> Hope not. Has, what it, so seriously though, what would be um aside from the obviously like firing, what are like some of the repercussions if if because there's leaked footage a lot, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of things. Like, what are the repercussions of that? Uh, for us, career ending. Yeah. Like, we just... Like, you, you get blacklisted, pretty, I imagine. Yeah, pretty much, you know, if uh, one of us spills the beans. I mean, I think it's happened before. I'm pretty sure... Well, that's what I mean. Like, I know it's happened because stuff gets leaked Yeah, there was a the time. famous case with... Sometimes it's the studios that do the leaking nonchalantly. Yeah, in that case, it's usually someone within it yeah. who did something dumb. Like, there was a case with a, a big VFX studio, and you can Google this. Um, it was a long time ago. It was, like, it was 2015 or 16, but I remember reading. <laughs> Why is 2015 a long time ago? <laughs> it's almost 10 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, someone within the company, they are working on a project, and the kid thought it'd be a smart idea to take to like screen record the daily session that they were having and he posted it online or he put it on his demo reel or something and then according to him in the court case because it ended up being a court case he he took the screen recording showed his friend and then his friend accident accidentally posted it online without him telling yeah that's what he said but like he got into a lot of trouble for it he had to pay a massive amount of fines in I think the company was initially wanting jail time, but the judge j- didn't go that far. But I know the kid ended up paying a bunch of fines and I don't I don't know what happened after that, but do you have to sign NDAs or does the production company sign a blanket NDA? No, we have to sign NDAs. So each individual animator has to sign an NDA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I sign a lot of NDAs like when I work. Some of the coolest stuff I've ever done. I can talk about it, like I can talk about the shot, but I can never show people. Yep, that's a that's how uh, a lot of stuff on the one I was saying that was a big yeah. dream. I've done the best work I've done on uh, 
character stuff. Mm-hmm. Best work I've I've done that I would be like, man, I wish I could put this on my demo reel. Can never put it on my demo reel. Oh wait, so you can? It's never gonna see the light of day, or? Uh, I don't know. Um, so like the stuff that I do, and I, I'm not asking that to try to pull out information. I just mean like, if it does come out, will you? If if whatever it is does come out, can you put it on your demo reel then? Yeah. Okay. Generally speaking, I know there's some clients say no. Yep. Which is kind of weird, but they well, like kind of goes through them. For me, one of the one of the coolest drone shots I've ever done. I I was in this um, facility, this this industrial facility. I can't say what it was or what they do, but I can say that like there was a square, like a, a two by two foot square, and I flew my. It was four stories up. I flew my drone up each level. So the shot was like, and it wasn't like a lot of times in movies, they'll have, you know, just the four things here. It's a wall and they bring the camera up like no big deal. I literally flew my drone through this two by two foot square, Mm -hmm. four levels high and I can never show it. It's such a cool shot, man. It's such a cool shot, but I can, I had to sign an NDA and I don't want to, because I mean I can't get blacklisted from Hollywood, but you know word of mouth like oh, don't hire this guy. He like leaks footage and stuff. Yeah, that, I mean that's pretty much how it is in in VFX too. Like yeah. I don't think there's not re- there's not like a a blacklist of this list that like recruiters shared with each other. Right. I mean, I mean there might be, but I don't think so. I think it's just more like word of mouth. Word of mouth, and yep. then but the VFX industry is so it's really big, but it's also really small. Mm-hmm. I guess you can think of it like you know how. Small town gossip spreads like wildfire across the entire town. <laughs> Small town gossip doesn't spread. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but it, it's like that. Um, and a lot of artists work at multiple studios. Like I've worked at five so far. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just kind of how it is for a lot of artists because they just jump between project to project to project. Right. And they'll eventually come across and be like, oh, yeah, I worked with this guy and he kind of you know, did this thing or he wasn't really good to work with. And that's kind of how that spreads. Yeah. So it, that's more probably what would happen. Yeah. I mean, cause you got to think about, uh, the animation industry as a small town. Mm-hmm. Everybody's exactly. talking to everybody. Everyone knows everyone. So as soon as something happens, yep, <laughs> it's spread. Yep. Exactly. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the same thing with, with, with a small town, like with, with, uh, what I do, I just got done, uh, this past weekend filming, this this amazing dance video, which is going to be awesome. And uh, so she's in a situation where she can't show it. She can't premiere it at all because she's going to enter it into um, film festivals. So they they want the premiere, right? The film festival wants the premiere. And if she premieres it anywhere and they catch word of that, they'll drop her from the festival. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, even though it's a small town and it's a small town dance video, um, as soon as she enters it into those, she can't show anybody. Mm-hmm. I can't show anybody. Like, yeah, you know? yeah that's <laughs> until it runs. I just show her. Circle, yep. Right? Yeah. Um, do you show Michelle anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Wow. No. I'm pretty secretive about that. I'm not, I'm not messing up. <laughs> this is what I've been wanting to do my entire life. I'm not going to. Yeah, you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. You don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Um, Nicole's my first line of defense, though. Oh yeah, I show her things. I mean, I'm not doing Marvel films though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good though because Nicole is is like she's not in the industry. I mean, she's a math professor, as you know. But she yeah. so she's looking at it as strictly a viewer, mm-hmm. which I think is sometimes more beneficial than 
having someone who knows what they're looking for watch it because they're just she's like just blunt like mm, that was kind of boring yeah you know that's <laughs> like, fair that's so, fair yeah so so it's it's i think for me it's like super beneficial and again i'm not doing hollywood marvel films you know like, yeah um but I, I mean i don't show her the nda stuff Mm-hmm. I'll probably show her the edits to this dance <laughs> just, just yeah. because I need that. I need some. I need an outside perspective to that isn't in the it. industry to like see if. Uh, I, and I watch her face as she's watching it, just to see her emotions on it. Because something like this is is it's gonna be, it's gonna be an emotional style video. Mm-hmm. So I want to see that, and I want to see like if I hit her, then I know it's. And you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That that well that happens in Hollywood too. It's just everyone sign the NDA right they, they can look at it so if I'm in if I'm in a studio and I want feedback and just be like hey can you look at my shot and right. give me tips so, okay so if you're in the same exact studio mm-hmm. working on a separate um, like same movie but a separate scene mm-hmm. do you like can you show the other people what scene you're working on yeah. like that are at the studio mm-hmm. what if you're working on a different project in the studio uh, I think it's I think it's studio dependent. Okay. I think some studios don't really care. Other studios really don't want that happening. Okay. Um, I think that one's more studio. Depends on where I'm at. Like if you were working on, and I'm just using what you've already done. If you were working on Black Panther and like another, a whole nother side of the studio, like in a different office was working on Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Could, could they like cross pollinate there? Or? Yeah. That that happens. That does happen. Um, but like I said, I think it's, it's more up to the studio on... Okay how they want to go about doing that. Some don't really care. Others have really strict, like I can't, if I'm working on Black Panther, I couldn't go into the files of like Thor and see what's going on with Thor. Okay. You can only like go in and see what they show you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, And then, um, but also like I, I'm aware of what the studio has coming down the pipeline because they have, you know, they have that where we can see it. So in that regard, um, I can kind of look and be like, oh, hey, this kind of looks cool to work on and ask and be like, hey, when I'm done with this project, can I scoot over to this one? And sometimes they'll oblige. Really? Other times they'll be like, well, we kind of need you on this other project instead. That was going to be my next question. I was going to ask if you could pick and choose what you worked on or if they assign you. Yeah, it's uh, it's more or less they assign you, but okay. if they want, they want people excited about the project. Right. right? So if I show... Uh, if I know that they're working on this super cool creature heavy thing and I know I'm like, oh man, that's right up my alley. I know I can do good work on it. Uh, in that case, I can be like, hey, can is there any chance I could be a part of this show? Right. Most of the time, they'll be like, yeah, we can see what we can do, but it's really up to, you know, do they already have that show staffed yeah. or do they do they need me somewhere else or you know, something like that. But a lot of times they're pretty open to having artists having their input on what they want to work on. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not, it's not really up to me. So I can, a project that's coming down the pipeline, like you said, that you really want to work on, you can be like, you can rally and lobby for yourself yeah, to work on it. Yeah. I can just be <laughs> like, look, I just one shot. Here's the deal, man. <laughs> What's your favorite food? I'll take yeah. dinner. I'll wine and dine you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, that happened a lot. There's a lot of a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that I was like, oh, I just, just need to be on there. What's the ratio for animators, like male to female, or 
Man, can we even talk about that nowadays? Do we have to say they that? What's the rate? What's the ratio? Long hair, short hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's diverse. Is it very diverse? Yeah. Okay. A lot of a lot of people from all walks of life, because um, there's people from around the world that move to you know Montreal or mm. Atlanta to work at these places. Are those the main hubs, Montreal and Atlanta, for animation? Um, I know that Atlanta's becoming Atlanta's kind of becoming Hollywood almost. Now. Yeah. A lot of yep. a lot of films are shot in atlanta mm-hmm. now yeah atlanta is definitely growing <laughs> uh, i think at the moment the main areas at least in the north america region are montreal vancouver and uh la okay i think those are like the probably the hotbeds but so canada man oh yeah canada is huge dang and is, is that for like tax purposes or i think so is it, it makes I, sense i don't really you don't know i don't really know i'm just assuming assumption <laughs> yeah. yeah i think so that, i mean that would make sense mm-hmm. um that's why like a lot of a lot of uh actors are moving to puerto rico and stuff because of taxes, taxes. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um so those are the main hubs atlanta is growing yeah for sure. Um, I actually didn't know I was going to go to Atlanta until I interviewed with Spin. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. I uh, I went to Atlanta for a, a trade show or summer travel show, and I, was, <laughs> I forgot to tell Mike, and I called him and the day we were driving down. I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be in Atlanta. <laughs> Can you meet up? And you're like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were already in Atlanta. You were in like... I, no, I was like two hours away. So I pretty close. <laughs> Um, but I, I was like, I was like, oh, remind me. I told Nicole because Nicole went with me. I was like, remind me to tell Mike. Nicole's memory is way worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't remember. I did. Just I called you. We met up. hours after. You drove us to, oh, I don't know if I told you this. So you drove us to the airport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we met up the day that, that we were going to fly out because we drove down and we flew back out. You actually dropped us off and probably Michelle off as well in the international. Yeah airport but it was way better because we could still get in so pro tip if you're leaving flying out of atlanta go to the international um terminal because they still accept domestic and it's a lot shorter because atlanta is the busiest airport in the nation yeah so if you go to the so we got in we were in and to our gate within like a half hour and then there was there was mass crowds and lines mm-hmm. at the domestic terminal. So I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, Mike messed up. But the lady's like, oh, you don't need to go. You can go in here. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, that <laughs> did happened. Michelle tell you that? <laughs> Not only told me it, we experienced it firsthand. Oh. Because the last time she came to visit me, uh, she flew in and I went to pick her up. Um, but I, So if, I, if you type in the address for Atlanta Airport... It only comes up the international one. Huh. And so we were really confused because I would drive up, and I didn't know that was just the international airport. I th- assumed that the airport was just one giant airport. place yeah. and not multiple spread out over like a county, essentially. We looked it up. 26, on average, 2,600 flights daily. Yeah. Insane. In and out. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'm on the phone with Michelle. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm outside of this port. And I'm like, I don't see this port. What is going on? And I'm typing in the address to Atlanta, and it's only giving me the one, the one area. And I'm like, I don't know where to find you. <laughs> and eventually, I followed. We figured it out. She ended up taking a shuttle to the international side, which is where I was. And we mm-hmm. eventually met up. But it took like 
almost an hour of us being like, what is going on? Yeah. We don't know what is happening here. So then we figured it out. Yeah. I had to drive her to the domestic side, which is basically like domestic side, <laughs> international side with like a bus in between. And that's not explained on Google if anybody needs to fly to Atlanta. So good luck. <laughs> if you do need to fly out of Atlanta, though, go to the international terminal. You'll mm-hmm. get through faster. Mm-hmm. Or at least we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she it was much more smoother for her too. Um, we have a we have a couple minutes left here. What what would be the biggest advice that you could give that kid that's watching Thor and loves video games and just wants to animate? What's the best advice you could give them? Um, focus on find the thing that you want to do within the industry and focus on it and get really good at it and when i say really good i mean better than everyone else to the point where a recruiter can look at your reel and be like i want him because like i mentioned earlier or her or her or they or they um because as i mentioned earlier it's insanely competitive yeah so you have to be really good and the only way to do that is to focus on the one thing now with that being said there are people out there like this is impressive so the last spider-man movie that came out mm-hmm. Um, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Okay. But you can you can spoiler it. Okay. There's a sequence that's animated like the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. And it was done by like a 15-year-old. And they that how that ended up happening was the 15-year-old made a Lego version of the trailer that came out. Sony Pictures, the one who made the movie, mm-hmm. saw it and was like, do you want to work on the movie? So yeah. they put that sequence in. So that 15-year-old has an entire sequence in the Spider-Man. So you can be get good at a lot of different stuff, but you have to focus on it, and you really have to learn uh, learn the craft that you're wanting to learn. That's the same thing. Uh, Michael Bay was at a park with his kids, and there was this, this 17-year-old kid or whatever, 16, flying a drone, mm-hmm. uh, the, the FPV drones. And he hired, he's like, hey, do you want to, I'm working on this new movie. I need some cool drone shots. Do you want to be in it? And like the drone sequences were nominated for awards because like he'd go up the scene and down. Like you think that that's animated, but it's this kid, this teenager piloting this drone. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So it can happen. Mm -hmm. But um, I think for, for the vast majority of people out there, um, hard work, hard work, you really need to focus on what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, work. I tell people, I tell my interns and stuff, or anybody that asks me, like, work on your own projects. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to. You just need something to fill your portfolio. You need exactly. to build your portfolio. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, obviously, it helps if it's if it's mm-hmm. projects at companies. But that that dragon fighting the the troll, like killing the dragon, that was just you. Yep, you were just working on that, just so you could have something for your reel. Yep, exactly. And I went out. I mean, I got, I got, I've gotten so many jobs just off my family videos, my vlogs mm-hmm. that I do. Um, I used to do a lot more, but people see that and they're like, "Hey, could you do this for me?" Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's how I got into the third floor and digital domain because mm-hmm. I had a recruiter reach out to me for digital domain too, and that's how I got into them. Yep. So yeah, that's that's exactly how it works. And then the last thing I will say is, uh, don't get discouraged to the point where you stop yeah um a lot of people do and some people just they're like okay this isn't for me which is fine Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's really like something you feel you know you have a fire for don't let a rejection or a failed project get you down to the point where you don't want to do it anymore yeah because then then you're just not going to 
and you really have to develop that tough skin uh, because even when you get into the industry, uh, you know, it's happened to me a bunch where I work on a shot like the, uh, that polar bear shot yeah, of the polar bear climbing the statue. That one took forever. And I'm, I think that shot turned out amazing, but that went through like four or five different revisions. Yeah. And with that shot, the director, he was just never happy. Mm-hmm. It was just like, no. And here it's like working a lot on something and you're like, this is amazing. Just to have someone else be like, it sucks. It's really disheartening. So you have to build, kind of build up that tough skin to deal yeah. with that and just keep kind of pushing, pushing forward um, to, to get past that. that. That's, that's also a massive thing is you have to, like you're saying, you have to take criticism. You have to take criticism mm-hmm. and you have to realize that the criticism, they aren't criticizing you. They're not criticizing your work. They, well, sometimes they are, <laughs> but more often than not, they have a vision, mm-hmm. right? It's, this isn't your project. This is exactly this yeah. is your producer's project. Yeah. If you want to work on your project and be in charge of it, you have to do it yourself. But exactly. this, when when I'm working for clients, um, like Josiah, I can I can Josiah and I have talked about this. Completely fine. He owns New York's Best Experiences. Um, I travel all around doing tourism shots for him. We don't see eye to eye all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we we have a very good work rapport, but there's times where I'm like, I disagree with you, but I still do what he wants because at the end of the day, he's paying me for this project. Yep. And, um, and you know, sometimes, sometimes if I'm really passionate about something that I don't agree with, I'll be like, I'll do it. I'll just do it myself. I'll be like, Hey, look at this. And sometimes he's like, Oh, okay. But then, you know, but some, sometimes it's like, nah, Mm -hmm. I like it this way better. And even though I think that it doesn't look as good, as long as he's happy, that's my job Mm -hmm. is to make the client happy. Yeah, exactly. That's the same exact way it is in animation. Yeah. Yeah. To get in the head that you're not working on your own thing you're working on somebody else's vision and your job is to make their vision come to life and i think people that understand that kind of make it a little farther than people (laughs) i mean it's still upsetting it is you know you hold it in and you wait till the end of the day and you go you know scream in your vehicle but yeah exactly you know you're you smile and do what they want and Mm -hmm. then you know you make it yep yep yeah and uh, i think that's the equally important is developing that tough skin and not getting you can get upset just one, don't show it yep. and immediately. Cry afterwards. And then <laughs> <laughs> um, two, don't let it get you so down that you're going to quit. Yep. Because really, they're not, they're not coming at you as a person. Mm. They're looking at the work mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. Unless, I mean, there are some bad bosses <laughs> like are bad clients, you know? Yeah. But, but, uh, but still, because they're going to they're gonna see that you made them happy and you did with they wanted you to do and they're going to pass that on exactly mouth yeah for sure so same exact thing um well man thank you for coming on it's been fun yeah this is fun i really wish that i could hear some of the projects you're working on but i will never be able to can't until i'm told i can (laughs) (laughs) um so you're heading back down to Orlando tomorrow yeah right on yeah 13 hour drive i don't want to be that i love you love you too (laughs) 